0: Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, everybody. It is December 19th, so this is the week of Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. That's what do it do in my house, so Merry Christmas to you, and if it doesn't work for you, then translate it to whatever is merry for you. So, one of our hosts has gone and seen Spider-Man No Way Home. This will be a Whelm Factor and spoiler-free, no spoilers at all, thoughts on it. Richard, take it away. I was pleasantly whelmed. Pleasantly? Really? Just pleasantly? <laughs>
1: I mean, you want spoiler free.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, everybody talks about it and they they anybody you see, they go ahead and they web their pants, you know, right when they're telling you about web it. So they're like web their pants.
1: <laughs> web their pants. Wow. <laughs> I think uh Spider-Man into the spider verse is, is a better Spider-Man movie. Wow. I'm not saying that it's bad by any means. It's really, really good. I just had some issues with the plot. And anyway, we'll get into that when we finally all see it and talk about it. Do you think it's as good as like the other two? Yeah, no, it's it's by no means a bad movie. It is fantastic. Uh, There's just certain things with, like I said, the plot and what they do. And I get what they're doing. Yeah. We'll talk about it, yeah, at another date. <laughs> but uh, okay. it's it's good. It's just not my favorite Spider Man movie. That's that's Spider Man three, right? No. <laughs> oh my gosh! There <laughs> are. I, I now know what Tom means by this was Spider Man Endgame, because and once again, this is not a spoiler, but how Endgame had so many references to all the the movies throughout the ten years. This movie has so many references throughout all the Spider-Man movies throughout the years. Huh. Well, that's interesting.
0: All right. So this isn't this doesn't pertain to the story or anything along those lines. How would you say this ranked as far as top 10 MCU movies? Does it break the top 10?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Does it break the top five? I think I like,
1: honestly, Homecoming better. Really? Yeah. So no, I think it would come in just under. It'd be probably my sixth. So it
0: does make the top ten. Okay, not bad. Not bad.
1: Do
2: you think you like Homecoming better just because of the it was bringing real Spider-Man and like really into the multi, like the MCU?
1: Yeah, and I I love some of the funny moments in that movie, and there's a lot of fun moments in this one, and there are some funny, but they the the humor is a little too hammered in in some scenes with characters mm. that you wouldn't think would have humor in this movie, which I kind of like in some instances. But it, it gets a little too much. It's like, OK, we get it. Move on. <laughs>
0: Let's be honest, though. Like, really what drives home a good superhero movie is a villain. Yeah. And freaking Michael Keaton as a vulture was a awesome villain. Yeah, he was. In my opinion. Like, Yeah, that opinion is correct.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Michael Keaton did an m- amazing
2: job. Well, then they sh- like you should have been all over this one because Mephisto was the villain in this one.
1: Oh my God. No. And that's like an epic villain, the, the most epic. Villain. It's been all the hype. I can't wait till he's in a movie so y'all can just see how lame he is. <laughs>
0: he was in one. Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I meant like MCU. Sorry. Yes. I know he's in the Nicolas Cage one, but. God Almighty! That I'm the only one who can walk between worlds. <laughs> and then uh, what's the other? What's the other bat? Oh, oh! They're scratching at the door. They're scratching at the door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, there you go, folks. Pleasantly whelmed. But does Brink in the top ten? I'm I'm
1: probably an outlier because everything I've been seeing from people on Reddit and stuff, they just absolutely loved this movie. Like they would be an overly whelmed. Yeah, I was um, my wife absolutely loved this movie, but I walked out and I was like, I'm conflicted. And I was uh, I was really hoping y'all had all seen it so we could just talk about it for a little bit. <laughs> but we'll, we'll do that on another episode.
0: Hey, I'm going to go see it soon. I will actually go see this one soon. It's on Disney Plus. My son's in on it. <laughs> That's the lying factor is if my son's in on it or not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we actually got some comic book news, which is what we don't normally have, just because it doesn't really hit home on most, you know, the sites or anything like that or the social medias. So I don't think we'll have a lot of discussion on it or anything like that, but it is very cool to hear about the stuff. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 1, at a 9.8 CGC grade, brought in $250,000. Good God. God. Holy cow. $250,000. On you said a 9.4 or 9.8? 9.8. Jeez. And that was earlier this week. And then it was bought on the site Comic Connect.
2: Did they, did, they, did it ever get touched at all?
0: <laughs> I mean, a 9.8? No, nah, not really. Nine points, yeah. pretty, like, that's, you're not going to get much higher than that realistically, anyways. Like, that shit has to come pretty much hot off the press to get a 9.9 or or 10. Yeah. And 10's Jim Mint. That's like, they're there, but. I ain't never seen one.
2: Ten's like printed into a solid case, basically.
0: Yeah, Ten's like that. Bitch came off the thing and it went straight into a slab. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the printer didn't fuck it up on its way to the slab. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Literally, that would be like I don't know, like the the printer prints like a couple off, and then the next one's that like ten rank.
0: Right, right. There was also a record-breaking Action Comics number one sold. Or. Yes, new historical record for a comic book sales, what it says on Key Collector app. And it came in, it sold for over $4.5 million. Wow. 4.5. It was a private sale for an ungraded Action Comics number one. Private sale, ungraded.
2: What's that? So I have no idea what Action Comics number one is, exactly.
0: It is the first appearance of Superman. It's the first appearance of Superman. There was actually somebody else in here that I didn't know. First appearance of Superman. First appearance of Lois Lane. Key Collector says it's also the first appearance of Zatara, who is the father of Zatanna. Yeah. Huh.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either.
2: So is this book like the same length as like a normal, just little one-off comic book, or is it like a much longer book?
1: No, it's a single issue.
0: Yeah. Just a single issue? Yeah. Jeez. This is the first appearance of Superman though, like the very first, there's nothing else before this. It's the cover, Action Comics number
1: one's the one where he's lifting the tank over his head, I think, car? The car. Car, yeah. It's a car. I couldn't remember if it was a car or a tank. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: 4.5 million for an ungraded copy. That's insane to me. Anyways, other news. (laughs) Marvel used to always give out these digital codes for their comics. They changed it once before. Where they'd give out like a a trade or something along those lines, and people bitched about that and th- hated it. So Marvel went back to giving the codes for that actual comic. Well, now they're get like it looks like they're maybe getting rid of their digital stickers, huh? So there's like a whole another way of getting the code. I don't know. It was just something interesting that I saw because they're pretty much the only ones that I know that are giving away digital copies of their books. Like DC does it every now and then, yeah, but. CGC is starting to give away free so
2: you, like you mean when are you talking about like the digital ones like you talking about like where you can do that the whole Marvel Unlimited subscription thing like where they put their comics on there or
0: yeah so like if you buy a floppy there'd be a, there used to be a sticker in the back you'd peel that sticker up and there'd be a code in there and so you go to like you'd have to go to marvel.com i think and you could redeem it there and then you could link your account with your comicsology and you'd have your digital books in there as well with all your other digital books that you may buy. Oh. So it was just another way. Like, you could buy a full copy, you could pull that sticker back, and then, like, get the digital copy, and you'd never have to touch your real copy again.
2: Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I see what you're saying.
0: However, the biggest pain, for me anyways, is that if you pull that code off, if you pull that sticker back, CGC will knock you down.
2: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: For not having that sticker. And so, like, you go from, you could go from a nine eight to a nine six <sighs> because of not having that sticker. So, what I would do is I go buy a bunch of cheap ones that already had the sticker. And then I would like move the sticker to the new one and then press it in <laughs> <laughs> so that it still had its sticker. <laughs>
1: See, I, look, I know you do like your personal business with them at this point. <laughs> but can I just say, I hate CGC? Like, they're such like, Shit. Uh, comic snobs. Yeah. Like, they, I've heard horror stories like reading on, on Reddit and stuff where people have sent off like a really high value comic and it comes back in worse condition than when they sent it off.
0: Yeah. I've heard of that too. That's got
2: to be hard. Cause I mean, just sending it through the, especially nowadays, like, or at least right now, dude, is like sending it through some kind of delivery service and trusting them to, Bro,
0: oh my God, take care of it. Yeah. I about had a heart attack because I sent off, an X-Men 1, and this was to CBCS. I should have just sent them with you, Jeremy. I should have just waited for you to come into town and then for you to drive back because it's like pretty much on your way. And uh, (laughs) I I sent an X-Men 1. We're talking Jim Lee, Chris Claremont, X-Men (laughs) 1. Sorry. (laughs) Signed by Chris Claremont. Supposedly signed by Chris Claremont. We'll see. because I'm doing their verified signature program. A Hellboy signed by Mike Manola, supposedly. And then an Iron Man signed by Bob Layton, John Remitter Jr., and Tom DeFalco. So I was just, I was stressing the entire time because they would never come back and say, oh yeah, we got your books. <laughs> I waited like two months almost.
2: Holy cow.
0: For them to come back and say, oh yeah, we got your books. <laughs> I'm like, thank God you got my books.
1: <laughs> That's crazy.
0: CGC has been about, like I've put my second order in with them. And in this last order, it took them about a week to say, hey, we got your books. I'm like, yes, thank you, God. (laughs) But I hadn't got them back yet. They hadn't been graded yet. So, yeah, speaking of CGC, they're actually giving out free graders notes now, as long as you're a paid member of their service. And usually you have to pay like a yearly fee to do stuff with them on top of whatever you got to pay to get a book graded. They used to make you pay for these notes, but now they're giving them away. So that's awesome. I'm excited for that. Unfortunately, none of my books have notes, though, so I'm like, not sure how this helps out anybody, but I also (laughs) don't have a library full of books either with them. The coolest thing so far that I've seen is that Robert Kirkman, who runs Skybound Entertainment, is in talks right now with Hasbro to acquire G.I. Joe and Transformers from IDW. What? Yes. So IDW's big ones that I know of are Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Ninja Turtles. Like, I don't know anything else. Like, they don't, I don't even think they're going to have Star Wars anymore. Like, Star Wars went to Marvel. Marvel's talking about giving them back to Dark Horse. So that's crazy. And then that means on top of that, that like, if Kurtman's a fan, from what I hear, of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Good And like
2: Basically, (laughs) everybody's going to die.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, was just, so, I was just about
1: to say with Robert Kirkman, like, it's going to be the darkest Transformers story ever.
0: I may actually start buying them. I'm not going to lie. But could you imagine, like. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just had this horrible thought.
1: He's going to make Transformers <laughs> zombies. Yes. He did Marvel zombies. He'll absolutely do
0: Transformer zombies. Oh, my God. That's a thing that's going to (laughs) happen. I'm calling it now. Bro, if he don't do G.I. Joe zombies, that's that's straight up Black Ops zombies right there in comic book form. Come on. Yeah,
1: that is a given. (laughs) But no, I was thinking he's more like, I don't know. I feel like Transformers is more absurd. And like he always goes for the
0: like, wildest absurd thing where he kind of like pushes the envelope. I was thinking everybody talks about Invincible and I've not seen it yet on Amazon, but like he is like big time in cahoots, it seems like with Amazon. Could you imagine the cartoons we got for G.I. Joe and Transformers? Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Uh, You you haven't seen Invincible? No, I've
1: not. I haven't either. You really need to see it, but like no watching
0: it with kids. (laughs) Absolutely watching it with my kids. Are you kidding me? Okay. This is real life, son. Well, (laughs) I just, people, it's a cartoon, but people get brutally
1: like murdered in that.
0: (laughs) I'm just playing. Okay. ain't no way. Yeah. I was going to say like,
1: someone gets their like head cut off and limbs ripped off. And it's very like people are made of little flesh bags. Well, see, like, I know it's nothing like
2: probably like compared, but like my oldest, he probably around like six. He's eight now, around like six or so. He, He watched Jurassic Park and loved it. But I mean, like, some of the other like things that are supposedly like that are not scary at all or whatever. Like he just would nope, nope, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like, but you,
0: you sat there and watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> Mine has watched Jurassic Park. He's watched Jaws. Yeah, he's watched some of that kind of stuff. But the, as far as like zombies and like he yeah. loves Marvel What If zombie episode. That is his favorite. I don't know how many times he has watched that one <laughs> single episode. But it's like he's like, hey dad. Watch What If. I'm like, okay. He's like, click, 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 zombies. I'm like, son, we've seen this. God knows how many times. He's I like, this the whole is episode. the best dad.
1: I like the part where Sharon Carter explodes.
0: <laughs> you got Sharon all over you. Speaking of Sharon Carter, we're getting a Captain Carter series, a uh, comic book series. Cool. It's gonna be a uh it's gonna be a little mini series, I think is what they said. It's coming out in March. Man, I just with this whole multiverse of madness thing and the rumors that's been going on and them putting her in comic books, I'm like, we may be getting a Sharon Carter. Like, this may be legit.
1: Yeah. I, I, I foresee it showing up in, in some movie form.
0: Um, where where there's talks of CW starting a Gotham Knights TV series, that's Ooh. Not the same as the cartoon, and it has to deal with Bruce Wayne's rebellious adopted son. So, oh god! Surely we're not talking about Damien So the only rebellious son that I know of would be Jason Todd, who's the Red Hood. Yeah, who's been on t Titans. Yeah. Oh god! Or <laughs> unless you- did you say this is on CW? Yes. <laughs> And it's not associated with Batwoman either. All right.
1: <sighs> <laughs> what is what is WB because they own CW? What is their fucking problem? Just fucking put Batman in the television. It's fine. People aren't stupid. They can discern between Robert Pattinson's Batman and whoever they cast as Batman on the television show. Like, it's not, it's not like we're stupid. Like, it's it just bugs, they always dance around with like Batman things, but don't actually give you Batman. They give you fucking blue balls is what they give you. <laughs>
0: And this is why I didn't tell you shit about what (laughs) I wanted to talk about because I was just waiting for one of these things to to set you off. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, like, I don't understand why they do things like this. Like, that's fine. You want to do Gotham Knights. Like, you want to do a story maybe, like, without Batman. So just give us fucking, like, one of the Robins like Batgirl, uh, and some of the other Bat families. I can't think right now off the top of my head. Like add Jason Todd uh in there as like a foil for one of the seasons. But like it's I don't know. It's just so it's so frustrating because they have the ability to do something like when they gave us Flash and Arrow, granted they turned Arrow into like Batman, but if they When they gave us Flash and it was like the actual Flash, not like, oh, some other lame, you know, has been of of Flash's history. I don't know, whatever. And just not call him Flash and do all this other stuff. It it would be bad. But because they did give us kind of what fans want to see. Granted, he's not quite like the comic book adaptation. But anyway, I'm just so angry about
0: this. (laughs) (laughs) Can't can't even form sentences. Yes. What, What? What if, it was, what if it was a Nightwing show? Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I would. I would be fine with that. Because
1: it's like an actual thing, not like some bullcrap where we're like, oh, we're going to do this, and it's like Damien, but not quite Damien. Like, I would... I'd, fine, do Gotham Knights. Put fucking Damien in it, or put Dick, or Jason, or Tim... Like put Barbara in it. I don't care. Don't make some bullshit character up that hadn't ever been in Batman's <laughs> mythos. Like it's not fucking hard, people.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, Dick was kind of rebellious at one point in time. So yeah, I could that's why he's separated from Batman. He was
1: like, you know, you're going down like this path that I don't want to become because uh, Bruce was, you know, kind of being like a dick. I I mean <laughs> I'd just say just go go
2: ham and uh don't Put Darkwing in there. Oh, Okay, Darkwing
0: <laughs> Duck. <laughs> yeah. The milestones <mouse> him. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> Darkwing Duck. Yeah, is that
1: a Disney one?
0: Yeah, that's a Disney property.
1: The only reason I ask is because I know they did a DC like crossover with WB Looney Tunes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forget. I forget which one I read. It was the one with Porky the Pig. I, I can't remember. Which one he paired oh, up
0: with oh you're talking about the yeah I know what you're talking about I have a few i did have a I have an Elmer Fudd Batman issue I have a daffy Duck Joker issue I want to say there's one other one that I got oh it's uh it's yosemite Sam and jonah hex <laughs> oh no, that's that's funny <laughs> you want to know what WB is doing right though Blue Beetle is not going to be on hBO Max it's coming to the big screen oh uh, actually you know I'm kind of disappointed with that really.
1: A lot of these long-form television shows that they throw a lot of money at end up being better
0: than movies. Yeah. Well, Blue Beetle was going to be a direct-to-HBO Max movie. It wasn't oh, going to be a okay. TV
1: series. Oh, I misunderstood. No. Okay. Yeah, then...
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. By the way, we had that up on our Instagram with a cool-looking poster, if I do say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> They're, sl- they're saying right now they're expecting Blue Beetle to come out August 18th of the 2023. We got a Thor Love and Thunder poster, which was also on our Instagram. Yep, saw that one. So we got our first look of Jane Foster on the poster as Thor. Let's see. Letitia Wright is apparently back on set 2022. Oh, cool. Who- Shuri for the Black Panther.
2: Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know who, who Tootie Wright is. So
0: apparently, all the rumors that we kept saying we were just rumors. talked about her last week, Jeremy. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> well, I know you said Sherry, but I like I for some reason that that like I just I had Sherry stuck in my head. I didn't think about like didn't process the actor's name. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, apparently all the rumors that we kept saying were rumors because nothing was confirmed at all were just what we said they were. They were just rumors. Yay. So, it was fun shit to talk about, though. All right. Everything everybody wants to hear. Hawkeye, episode five. I don't even know what the name of this episode was. I did not even write that down. Ronin. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what it was.
0: Ronan. Okay. Quick rundown of the episode. It's pretty much Yelena seeking out Clint interacting with Kate, and Clint having an interaction with Maya. And Kate coming back into the fold with Clint. It's pretty much a rundown. This episode seems so much longer than it actually was. Right? It really did. I was just like, "There's so much." My God, this thing is dragging out. Yeah. Oh, see, I,
1: I enjoyed the link, like the way it felt, because I, I wanted everything to take its
0: time. I am glad with the way they hashed it out. I will say that.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't have a problem. I
2: didn't think it was just slow or dragging on. I that I, I enjoyed like what Richard said that it it seemed like they were getting through everything. So
0: okay, it's just me then. <laughs> I did like how we started the episode off because I was like, oh wait, we're not even gonna get a previously old Hawkeye, but we got a blip from somebody else's like from a blip person's point. Yeah. Of view. I guess that was
2: so cool. Yeah, like
0: <laughs> I, that. That really was like.
2: It did, I'm sorry, but that one would, like hit me and like. Whenever I saw it, I was like, that's awesome. Like, just that to kind of get, like, their perspective. Like, we, we have yet to get a perspective of somebody that actually blipped until now.
0: At actually, least that I kind of know of. We did get somebody. Really? But it wasn't as impactful, in my opinion, as this one was. Monica Rambeau was blipped. She came back, and she was walking through the hospital, and she was like, oh, my God. Like, but she had no idea what was going on. Oh, that's right. Like she yeah. stayed. She was in the hospital yeah. with her mother, who had cancer or whatever it was, and she was dying. And then she came back, and she wasn't there. And she didn't know where her mother was. And she was asking people, and like everybody started coming back, and it was insane in the hospital. Yeah, I think that was just a lot of commotion going on, though, for you to sit there and like actually grasp it. It just didn't. It didn't. It didn't feel right. It didn't sit right. Yeah. This one though. This one. I agree. This one was really cool. Yeah, it was.
2: Like I would, whenever it did that and that whole effect there, and like i I realized it like as basically whenever she was going to wash her hands and you saw like it the the flakes and stuff start happening, and then kind of all the wallpaper or the paint changing, and I just thought that was awesome, and like I was like that's so cool, like I even said like while we were watching it, I was like, that's really cool, and it wasn't actually until like a few minutes later, my wife was like, "Oh, that was like a blip thing, wasn't it? I was like yeah, that's what you, I said.
0: That that was really cool. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. That that the special effects were on point for that scene. Yeah. All
0: right. Let's. To me, there's a lot of info in this episode, and that's really what it was. They're trying to tie up some loose ends and things of that nature because we're about to get to the last episode this coming up Wednesday. So let's just talk about what everybody wants to talk about. It is confirmed we have Kingpin in the MCU right now and it's Vincent D'Onofrio that Motherfucking shit.
1: Motherfucking Kingpin
0: up in here. <laughs> Motherfucking Kingpin. That shit was said Vincent D'Onofrio in the credits. I made sure to find it. So confirmed we've got Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in the MCU. How overwhelmed are y'all with this? Oh, I'm fucking overwhelmed. <laughs>
1: This is awesome. Like, this is the best Christmas present. Like, oh, my God. I was so like I was I literally like almost jumped out of my like seat and like was like, yeah, I was like raising my hands up when I when I saw the image of him on the phone. I was just like, yes. But yeah, anyway, overwhelmed. Yeah, like through the
2: episode, like they kept hinting, like they kept saying the big guy, the big guy, the big guy. So, like, finally, there at the end, they show the picture, and it's like you have all this built up, and then it's finally there. So, I was just like, eh, okay.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> so everybody understands your, let's, let's give your whelm meter on this. Cause we have an overly whelmed over here with Richard, and we have you who seems very whelmed. Okay. Whelmed.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I was, I was very, I, I mean, obviously not as, uh, yeah, not as into it as as Richard. Like I, I was like, hey, that's cool. Because na- honestly, I actually never watched the Daredevil series.
0: That's what I was gonna get at. Yeah, like you've I, not you've not actually not seen de Napolillo well, play the Kingpin. Yeah,
2: I've seen I've seen a few episodes of it. I didn't finish it, so I yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, I'm not I'm not on that level because I haven't actually I can't give my full well meter on that. I guess because I haven't yeah. seen his other performance, but from Richard's reaction and others, then yeah, I, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm definitely anxious to see how it's going to go.
0: If you haven't watched the Netflix Daredevil series, that series is not only like the first season is not only about Daredevil and his coming ups. It's like a year one of of, of Daredevil. Very much the the Frank Miller, man without fear kind of story. It's his
1: origin. The first season is his origin.
0: But it's also a Kingpin origin story. Yes. There's a lot of backstory about Kingpin. There's a lot of story on Kingpin. And is it a good story? And Vincent D'Onofrio plays a remarkable character. And the way his rendition of it is very good as well. Yeah, I highly recommend season one. I highly recommend the first part of season two. After that, once you get to Electra, just dip out. It's fine. I have not seen season three. So... I know. Da- I know. Um, Bullseye's in it, and I've heard a lot of people say that it's good.
1: Yeah, it's good. Season three was
2: good. Did
0: they use uh, who they use as Electra? Ah, uh, Lord, I can't remember her name now. Did not even care enough to to figure that out.
2: They didn't do uh, Jennifer Garner on that one. Oh, no, no, during the movie.
0: No, thank God. No.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> she did awesome. She did terrible. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of her movie. Go see her actual movie. She was fine in the in the Daredevil one, but the uh the Electra movie that she's in, that movie is fucking atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Look.
2: She barely comes in as my number 2 there after Brie Larson,
0: okay? <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, from the phone we learn that Eleanor is the one that Hired Elena to come and take out Clint Barton, which means that Eleanor is in cahoots, or Kingpin is in cahoots. I think it's that with Valentina. I think the phone call went from
1: her. It went Eleanor to Kingpin, Kingpin to Elena. Whatever, Fontaine. Oh, right, whatever her name. I can't ever remember her full name. Anyway, Valentina Fontaine. Yeah, I think. It went from uh, Kingpin to her, and then she went and recruited a Black Widow. Yes. So you think, like,
2: Eleanor just knows what Kingpin does, or, like, they're just kind of buddy-buddy almost? Or Yeah,
1: I think uh, I was going to get into this as we went on with the story, but um, I think Michael's theory with Jack Duquesne has legs about him being an agent because the fact that he just gets arrested and taken away and he doesn't know anything about Sloane, he could be lying, but... I think he's maybe like a double agent. We'll get into that. But I think Eleanor just used him as a fall guy. And she really owns Sloan Limited. Yeah. And just made it look like Jack owns it. And then when Kate was fishing around and told her that, she was like, well, Jack's got a fall for this. And I think she's working with Kingpin.
2: I got you. Yeah, I kind of got that from whenever they were taking Jack and he was doing the whole like, don't know what's happening type thing. Mm-hmm. And the way that they the way that they showed Eleanor's face I'm like, well, she she's got something else going on there seems like. So, yeah.
0: Do y'all think the watch still belongs to Clint's wife? Yes, I do.
2: Uh that I have no idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's my fight against the watch being Clint's wife. She does not seem to give two shits about it really in this episode. She doesn't seem to care much about her cover getting blown. She she never I do think that she is Mockingbird, or was a Mockingbird, or whatever the, the the whatever they're gonna do. Yeah. At one point in time, I firmly believe that now, just because she seems like a badass. However, I don't think the watch leads to her. Just the way that she's talking to things of that, age, and I could be completely wrong because I was wrong about Kingpin. I said that shit was going to come in at six and not five. But hey, I'm happy being wrong this time. Yeah. But yeah, I I just her demeanor and the way she's talking to Hawkeye earlier in the episode before he goes to fight Maya at the car lot she's very much like not worried ab- about it like she's more she's definitely more worried about Clint than anything else which is understandable but like she doesn't seem worried about herself she doesn't seem too much worried about the, the watch really anymore either so that's just what i got from it
1: yeah i th- i think i think the watch belonged to her and i think maya doesn't care anymore because she got whatever is from the watch, which I guess maybe is the location. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the location to where
0: his family is, or I don't know. Um, The other thing is, is Kingpin wanted that watch. We were were agreeing on that, right? The Kingpin wants the watch. (laughs) Maybe it's just a nice watch. (laughs) Get me this watch. (laughs) You
1: know how he was always in Netflix? He was always like, this is my city. You know, (laughs) he's just like, this is my watch. I want this watch. <laughs> Bring it to me.
0: <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is also in this episode, which I I, I definitely want to get back to the fight scene um, that happens at the car lot. But like uh, we we ha- at the end of the fight scene, Clint shows his face to Maya and explains to Maya that. He was hired to come in and kill the tracksuits that night. I don't think he
1: was hired. He was tipped off, he said.
0: He was tipped off. That's right. He was tipped off by the boss that night. By
1: the boss's, yeah, the the informant, which I think is Kazi.
0: Yes, I agree. Yes. And so that being the case, if the watch leads back to Laura, why would Kingpin give a, like, He's apparently able to kind of puppet Ronan around.
1: I think he, I think he wants to, you know, he's Kingpin, so like he wants like have reach over it. And if he has, I don't know, somehow if that leads back to Laura and his family, then he has maybe control over Clint. You have a point, though. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doubting myself now. Like, I don't. Did Kingpin want it, or was it just something that they stole? I can't. I have to rewatch that episode now. Was that something they? they went after first.
0: They specifically were there to get that watch. Yeah, that's true. If I remember the episode correctly, that that's what the main objective was. Anything outside of the watch was okay. Yeah. But the main objective was the watch. Hmm. Okay. So, like, you know, we're talking about Kazi being the informant and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, we get the conversation after Maya hears about the info from Clint and she goes and meets Kazi She's like, hey. She starts questioning him. She's like, hey, why, why weren't you there that night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, I guess I didn't get the message. She's like, you're second in command. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you didn't get the message? Kind of thing. But then she just shrugged it off. Um, because you know she's definitely suspicious. I would say she didn't shrug it off as in being ignorant, but she shrugged it off. You know, because she didn't want to show off her cards, kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's gonna be Maya versus Kazi and possibly Kingpin in season two, is it not? Yeah, I think. Or so. not season two, but in her her I was, Yeah.
1: Or Echo. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I
2: think so. Does she, I mean, maybe spoilers or not, I don't but does Echo end up being like a, a good guy? Yeah. Or is she a... Oh.
1: Anti-hero. She'll be an, an anti-hero. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of like,
2: so when you say that, you kind of like as like a Punisher type thing or... Yeah. I mean, not to like his like kill everybody kind of extent, but just not necessarily good. Well, just but,
1: that she does good things, but not all the time. They're necessarily, you know, yeah. good. Kind of like with Clint, like, murdering people as Ronin. He became an anti-hero at that point. Oh, I got you.
0: Do you think she'll take on the Ronin moniker?
1: No, I think that's, it. no, I don't think so. That That's a little morbid for uh, someone to be like, I'm going to dress up as the person who, who killed my father. I think she'll just be her own character.
0: Yeah, but it would also be the person that was like, you know, didn't necessarily take down Kingpin yet. And if that's what her goal is, like, and that Kingpin's trying to take down, you know, possibly Ronan.
1: Yeah, I could see for an episode she has to do something without Kingpin knowing that it's her. And she may dress up as Ronan. And that'll be like a callback to her being Ronan at one point in the comics. Yeah. I could see them doing that for an episode.
0: I'll tell you this much right now. I've been looking for the uh, the clown books, the Hawkeye 9 and 10, mm-hmm. because I'm telling you. I think he's gonna. I think he's eventually gonna be clown in in the Echo series.
1: It's a weird origin story though for them to do that. It's like, no, now I'm I'm clown. Like I don't know. It's just weird.
0: Like, somebody made the reference of him being like the MCU's version of the Joker, and I was like, I can kind of see it, but I, I've heard so many people say that,
1: like he's the MCU version of the Joker, and it's like, or not even the 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 Marvel. Just like yeah. I've heard people say that for like the comic book character, and I'm like. No. Other than they just both wear, well, Joker actually doesn't wear it. It's his skin. But, like, <laughs> this dude's just a weird, like, <laughs> he's an assassin with, like, a weird quirk. Like, oh, I dress up as a as a French clown and I murder people. Like, it, it, it's just <laughs> it's nothing like the Joker.
0: <laughs> to me, that freaking fight scene between Clint and Maya was awesome. And I, I feel like Clint was pulling his punches. Yeah. Like, I just I don't see him getting his ass whooped like that by her. I don't know. Maybe he he could have been pulling his punches, but she's
1: also got that like mimic ability. That's true. I th- I think it was a pretty even fight. I don't think he was fighting to kill, and I think she was. But yeah, see that's
2: why, like when we were watching it during the fight, I was like, there's there's no way this is Clint. Like I just uh, from the way he fought in other times and the ways they've portrayed him, like I was like, there's no way this can be Clint, but. I, so I, I could see the that he's pulling his punches, or man, maybe it was that he was just on completely, almost like even playing around there. But I mean, he he also told her like, you know, I'll I'll kill you next time if you if you don't leave this
1: alone. Yeah. Can we also talk about how he was Batman for like a hot second, like when he was <laughs> when he was taking out those uh, oh, yeah. suit mafia guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah. i was like holy shit batman showed up to this that's yeah. cool that's a weird crossover some of those takedowns and drags i was like how the fuck do you do that yeah i know like, yeah <laughs> like pulling them underneath the cars and everything like i'm like the
2: upper body strength on you yeah. bro like <laughs> you know like a day i'm like raptor coming through there and yanking yes
0: <laughs> yes that's exactly what it was yes
2: <laughs> oh but also like i loved in that like more then you got the 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 Broba gang like over there that just like they're supposedly being sneaky, but they're standing up on like above cars, like walking that are cars that are at their chest level, and I'm like, oh
1: yeah, we're being real sneaky
2: here. They're they're,
1: they're not the brightest. Uh, they're not the brightest mob in the uh, in history. <laughs> yeah, I
0: just thought that was funny. Right. That's why they didn't ask if he was like had a tracker or nothing. I don't around. know. If, I don't know
1: if we're gonna get into it. But I absolutely love to the scene prior to that when they're discussing the like famous track suits in in like media, you know they're, <laughs> they're mentioning like you know uh, was it like Tony Montana and then like uh, the Royal Tenenbaums and <laughs> yeah like, uh, while they're listening to Run DMC yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the arrow yeah comes through with uh, the man that
0: arrow that I was love awesome. that scene.
1: Yeah. Like, that is a weird thing to have. Like, that is one of those odd trick arrow things to have. (laughs) (laughs) It is like, like, you have a specific
0: use for that arrow. (laughs) And I got to looking at the arrow, and I'm like, okay, I can understand it stopping, but how did the whole little compartment thing and everything come through the glass, and then it stopped after that? Would the hole not be bigger? Yeah, that's
2: true. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, that has to be some major, like, precision there to make it make sure that it doesn't go any further than this one particular spot. I mean, he's Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, I
0: guess. I'll say this much before like the fight scene on was very pleasantly whelming to me, but like everything before this. Oh, really? Like even even the Yelena and oh, no. we, we get a scene with Yelena and Kate and and they're they're having a girls' night as Yelena says over some um hot sauce and macaroni. Oh, hang on. Uh, like
1: Come on, man. Like one hot sauce and macaroni sounds amazing. Two. Yes. That was a reference <laughs> to the um when Yelena was back in America when you know with their little kids in in Blackwood the the movie Black Widow right before Alexi shows up at the very beginning of the movie and he's like, hi, kids. You know, and he tells her, like, we got to go. You know, they've discovered us when they're bringing in the two little girls. uh, Young Yelena says, like, I want mac and cheese or something. So it was like a reference to that.
0: Yeah, still. I mean, I never caught that, but I almost felt like the dialogue they wrote for was just trying too hard for it to make her funny. And like, I don't think you have to do all that. Like, I think she's just I think she's just naturally funny with that accent and stuff.
1: Yeah. The funny part didn't get me. I just like the part where she's talking about, you know, do do you know, Clint? You know, he all the things that he's done, like, what does it mean to be an Avenger? Like, you know, she says, like, he's an Avenger. That part kind of griped me a little bit,
2: honestly, because I'm like, she's calling him out on his. Basically, there's red in his ledger. Yeah, but she's getting all all mad at him about this. But I'm like, uh, at the same time, what did you used to do or still do? Yeah.
1: Well, I I think that was the point is like she's murdered people, but Clint has murdered even more people. I I, I don't know. Uh, They're all bad people. So who cares? (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's also that she's just angry because of her her sister being dead and she's being lied to. Yeah. But I, I just I like that line about like Kate says he's an Avenger and she's like, what does I keep hearing that word? What does it mean? In other words, it's like, no, know, these people have done bad things like Sokovia and all the people that they've murdered. Like, technically, yeah. it's like, you know, he isn't all that great of a guy. Right. Anyway, but Kate like defends him and, you know, says like, no, he protected me and stuff like that. But then
0: anyway, it's a cool scene. I liked it. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was OK. I was very hopeful it threw me off the clothes that she was wearing. Like, I understand when she was doing recon and stuff like that towards the end when we got the picture. And I mean, I guess it makes sense with her being in the apartment. But then she like, you know, Catwoman's her way out of it. When she leaves, I'm like, why didn't you
1: just use the door? Yeah, that's, what, that's what my wife said. She was like, use the door, you filthy creature. Like Filthy
0: animal. Yeah, like, she was just like, use the door, Yelena. Okay, so so let me ask y'all this. All right, everybody's been talking rumors and wanting to see either Thunderbolts, Dark Avengers, what have you. Okay, Thunderbolts are usually led by Thunderbolt Ross, and they're villains. Dark Avengers are kind of the same. They're usually led by Norman Osborn, though. Yeah, and they take on like hero kind of personas. Yeah, they're to
1: the public, they're just the the superheroes that they know. Right. But behind the scenes, they're actually super villains.
0: So my question is, does Kingpin take the place of Norman Osborn and we're actually going to get the Dark Avengers?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm kind of wondering that now because I think with uh, whatever her name is, the Contessa, I think... Contessa Valentina Fontaine. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's De La La Reg... Uh, Anyway, uh, who cares? Yeah, I (laughs) think... I think she's working for Kingpin. And yeah, I think we're... I I don't... Think we're going? I thought we were going to get Thunderbolts since they keep dredging up what's his name as a uh, Thunderbolt Ross in these movies. But now with this new evidence, I think they're going maybe Dark Avengers. And like you said, since we don't have a Norman Osborn in the MCU, they're going to do Kingpin as the new Dark Avengers sort of leader, and he's hired her to go collect, you know, John Walker. Yelena and then probably some other ones. And that'll be they'll be like, here's your new Avengers, but we, the audience, know that they're terrible people and shouldn't be Avengers, but to the
0: public, it's like, yay, they're here to save us. Of course, you know, we've we've had Abomination come in. That could be the Hulk. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw this out there because I think it's it could either be this or it could be that this person is a scroll. Um, because we still gotta set that up. Sharon Carter, not, no. Yes, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. Because Peggy is the... Iron Patriot. Is, okay. Oh, that'd be interesting. She's been Iron Patriot in the comic books. And Iron Patriot was Norman Osborn on the Dark Avengers. But yeah, I I was thinking Sharon Carter, she's acting funny. She's She was very interested in the weapons part, which I could see Scrolls being very interested in the weapons part. But I could also, since she's been the Iron Patriot in the comic books, that maybe they use her. To be the Iron Patriot of this dark image. Yeah, that 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 could work. That'd be cool. I'd like to see a, a female
1: evil Iron Man. That'd be cool to see. I mean, she's got fighting skills. And she's and supposed to be Captain Marvel's. Well, I guess I'm not Captain Marvel. God dang it, Jeremy! <laughs>
2: see, it just comes you out like yourself up.
0: <laughs> God dang it, like you.
2: But I mean, you, like it's just she's got to she's make working her for way for Mephisto. It's okay.
0: Yeah,
2: she, she's got to <laughs> make her way. All. She knows she she's part of this. Just this, this whole. Thing so she's she's got to make her way in even whenever I'm not trying to. (laughs) But was I was saying and Sharon Carter supposed to be like Captain America's like girlfriend, but I mean he went back in time and actually
1: went back
2: with Peggy, so never mind. Oh
0: yeah, got with her aunt. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: I was about to say he he has made out with both the aunt and his niece. So that's really gross. Yeah.
0: For me that's really it for this episode. I mean, no. I, I didn't really <laughs> like, I, I there's so much great in this episode. I hate that you didn't like but basically the last part of it, which was I mean, that was, that was really it. I liked the blip and I liked the 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 end of it. Like that to me was just that was I was like, "Okay, I'm cool." Um the rest of it to me just seemed like a lot of build up and a lot of, you know, well we've only got 6 episodes, so let's wrap some of this up. <laughs> well, yeah. That is what so, okay so <laughs> what what
1: were, what were you excited about though other than that uh, I like the uh, I like the talking like I said between the Elena I like seeing the 2018 prior to the snap we see another you know view from the snap from someone you know like you, we had mentioned already but um I love that I like that uh, we learn that apparently you can make a really good living killing people. <laughs> like, uh, and how like the other uh black widows are like oh hey i'm going to do that too yeah <laughs> but uh after that i like the moment where clint is having uh, like a one on one with nat at where they first mm-hmm. form the avengers and how like you know he still once again he's like they you know they they do what what these shows are intended to do which are flesh out characters more and how with hawkeye he's like you know he was the mopey like i don't want to live anymore because my family's gone type thing so he was going to kill himself but now because cat uh, cat nat sacrificed herself he's like i'm gonna live every day you know spending it with my family and doing things you know that would make nat happy and then i love that line where he's like but i'm gonna have to break that promise now which you know in theory was gonna go and like start murdering people again because she was the one who you know metaphorically killed Ronan, if you will right what else uh I'm trying to go scene by scene now um yeah i love I love the funny moments with uh with Elena and Kate in the apartment um uh like I said, I like the mac and cheese reference to the uh to the uh black widow movie. Anyway, I just like this uh, this episode a lot, and then of course the the icing on the cake to me was the reveal of Kingpin, and then direct like into the Grinch song, which once again, yeah, (laughs) the like in credit songs I think really do have like double meaning in each episode, which I don't know was really cool. And then yeah, last thing is. I love that they also changed the artwork. I don't know if y'all stayed on on to the credits, but at the very, very end where they typically show Kate and and Clint on like two different rooftops and like the city background, they changed it where it looks like a kingpin silhouette.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because I did want to sit there and say that on that end right there, that it really did, to me, metaphorically sit there and say, here's the bigger picture. Yeah. Like, this whole time you've been seeing, it's just, you know, Kate and Clint and that kind of thing. I think it was also, like, Kingpin's shadow looming over the city. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and like I said, the bigger picture of it being Kingpin. Yeah.
1: So the rumor is, is that he didn't get uh, dusted during the, the blip. And while those five years went on, he basically, you know, made hay while the sun is shining and, like, just started buying up Property and like doing like shady things while you know the Avengers were down. Oh wow! To uh, you know, have all this control over the city because I think he's going to be a bigger player than what we think in just a TV show and like Daredevil. I think he's probably. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, he may be a villain that crosses over in multiple properties. Oh, I'd hope so. Yeah, which would be nice because we don't really get that except for Loki. Yeah. Uh he's really the only one that's been crossing over from like movie, television show, different movie. Um so yeah, anyway.
0: Well, I want I want to see him interact with Echo. I want to see I want to see a Clint Kingpin throwdown and I really want Clint to get his ass beat by him. I'm just letting you know right now. Yeah, same. I want to see a Tom Holland.
1: Yes. Vincent
0: <laughs> D'Onofrio.
1: Oh my god, because... I want Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie so freaking bad. <laughs> like I want that so bad honestly I want it I want a Daredevil Spider-Man movie with Kingpin in it like I want to see those two team up <laughs> to take down Kingpin like that is my that is my
0: dream to see yeah and I I think it's possible I really do yeah I really man. think it's possible I mean that's those are prominent characters with Kingpin as well yeah. like there's plenty of comic book story to back all that stuff up and With Holland doing another three movies, like, and um, Feige saying, if we get a Daredevil, it's going to be Charlie Cox, which is pretty much saying, we're getting Charlie Cox as Daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, I guess maybe, you know, I was going through the scenes in my head as well. And I think maybe the only other one that was kind of humorous to me was Kate leaving him voice messages. Oh, yeah. uh, Clint, on Clint's phone and like. They started out so nice, and then at the by the end it was like, "I'm gonna find you yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that she does the quarter trick and like breaks something off screen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do too.
2: and like the the um, after she goes and saves him, and he's like, all right, what's your escape plan?"
0: <laughs> oh yeah, she got an Uber <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, all right. We taking bets on somebody getting knocked out by a quarter on episode six. Oh, I'm not a betting man, but
1: uh, (laughs) bet a quarter on it. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Come on, like I don't. I don't think we'll see that. I. I. I, I'll I'll take the. uh, I don't think we'll see that.
0: Yeah. I think if we do see it, it's either going to work, it's going to knock somebody out, or it's going to hit them, and it's they're going to turn, they're going to look, and she's going to be like, "Damn it." (laughs) or shit or something like that and they run away
1: okay yeah if Kate does it yeah they may do something like that as like a humor thing because Clint said he could do it but Kate hasn't fully learned it yet so I could actually
0: see them doing that I don't see Clint doing it if somebody does it I I firmly believe it'll be Kate doing it because I think that will then put her to the stature of what Clint is okay I think that puts her one step closer to, to taking on the Hawkeye mantle
2: yeah I think it'd be funny if like, she did it and by accident. Like it bounces off somewhere and then like, hits the guy and throw a like in the comic, but like it was not on purpose at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Something funny. That'd be great. <laughs> well, is that it? That's all <laughs>
1: oh, I, I, I like uh, also in that scene, or maybe in the scene that her, her mom's talking with her at the beginning, but uh, she has like a, a Hawkeye poster. And uh in another scene she has like a Hawkeye like like sticker or something on that like push pin board. But yeah, anyway. She's like a I don't know, like Hawkeye fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I I'm to I yeah,
2: like I'm excited to see these these costumes come out. Ah, they better come out like this next, <laughs> next episode.
1: Yeah, they will. I, I I'm I'm thinking we're gonna see a comic accurate hawkeye outfit yeah, and he's gonna, gonna be, like, be awesome i'm not wearing that or something like <laughs> and then the next scene he's in it
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i i want to see him in a cow before he leaves yeah same <laughs> with the with the wings and everything like yeah, yeah. just him just walk out and say this is ridiculous yes <laughs> yeah i mean we got it with luke cage come on come on yeah <laughs> yeah I'm glad you brought up the costumes. I forgot all about that. That was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What do you think is going to happen in episode six?
1: Uh, I think uh, episode six. You know they're going to do whatever that party. I forget what it was mentioned passing when when Jack's getting arrested, but uh, I think they'll show up there. I guess maybe to oil something I don't don't, don't know why they need to go there yet they haven't explained that but anyway obviously it'll happen in the Rockefeller where they got to fight like tracksuit people and then I think we're gonna actually see Kingpin fight somebody at least I hope and then I kind of wonder if Jack's gonna show back up like Jack Duquesne and he's either gonna be like in on it or like you said I really think your theory of I think they're probably going to reveal that he is somehow like connected to Barton some way. And he was like an agent sent by Barton to like, I don't know, do some investigation or I, anyway, I think he'll show back up. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I can't, I can't think of anything else.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I think, I mean, it's all come to to a climax here, obviously you're going to have to meet up somewhere. And I, I think it, at some point it like, you know, Kingpin's going to be realizing that he's like, He's just gonna have to bring out like all the stops and he's gonna have to let Mephisto go. <laughs> and, and then then Clinton's gonna have to bring out his beeper and then Captain Marvel comes in. You, and, you know, it's just
1: <laughs> You can't even get it out without starting like, cracking yourself up anymore.
0: You can't, can't make it anymore. <laughs> well it's partly because like <laughs> partly you are just like, sitting there doing this, shaking his head. No. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like
2: Richard C like either sees or hears me kind of quirk a little bit and he just he just automatically knows like if I trip up just slightly he he's like oh dang it. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it a little bit harder now. So I got I got to be more creative with how which like earlier where she just happened to come in there without me even realizing. <laughs> you have Captain Marvel Tourette's. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But that, like, it all, like, I think, I mean, it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Jack, like, I think he's, yeah, he's not done yet. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how he, he comes back in, like, where he plays into all this. Because right now he's just kind of been a, almost a punching bag yeah, uh, through this whole thing. So it's going to be, I think it'd be really neat to see if he has like, a bigger, bigger role in it than what he's been showing.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly hope he doesn't get Ralph Bonard. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> Again, uh for in case you don't know, the the guy that shows up in WandaVision that's uh her brother. He played Quicksilver in oh, yeah. the Fox's X-Men, and everybody was theorizing back then. It was like, oh, is he gonna be like Quicksilver from a different universe? And like this is how like the start of the you know, the multiverse of madness like things start crossing over. And then it was uh-huh. just, no, he's just some guy named Ralph Boner. <laughs> and boner yeah uh,
0: anyway and that actually gets said that is actual dialogue yeah boner ah. <laughs> yeah I hope Close
1: they don't one. do that with Jack is what I'm saying yeah
2: Yeah, I agree like I just Jack
1: but... boner
0: ha. <laughs> yeah I want to see Jack come in with swords swinging kicking ass that's what I want to yeah. see like same we know he's got the potential. I want to see him be a badass with some swords. like Yeah, yeah definitely.
2: I think that'd be really cool, too.
1: Cool. Oh, All right, then. Wait, one last thing. Uh, sorry, oh. back to Kingpin. I love that the um, <laughs> the uh, used car lot is called Fat Man Used Cars, referring to, I guess, Kingpin. Was it really? And
0: isn't it like Fat Boy Garage or Fat Man was, Garage? Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah I that think that too? was it. Fat
1: Man Garage or Fat Man. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, anyway, I I thought that was uh, a clever little nod to him.
0: That's funny. All right, then. We done? Yep. Thank you all so much for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. Don't worry, we are going to take a break here next week. And uh, so you'll go a week without hearing us. Everything is okay. Nothing is wrong. Hopefully, we'll be able to come back into the new year rested and rejuvenated and bringing you all a bunch more Comically, comics, funny shit. Woo! Again, thank y'all. Subscribe to us. Hit us up on Instagram. Share shit with us. Yes, tell your friends. Tell all your friends. I purchased something here not long ago, so we are going to have another giveaway. And hopefully some of y'all actually enter in this one to get this nice little selection of books. That would be great. I'd love to give this out to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, where can they find you at?
2: Yeah, You can find me uh, on Twitch every now and then. It's Night Fury GTO with a K on the night. And of course here, just uh, on our our other social media stuff. What
1: did I do this time? (laughs) The K on the night uh, instead of the fury? (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
2: English language is all messed up, so you never know.
0: (laughs) Night. Curry, <laughs> so like, with with a K, not a C.
1: <laughs> oh my God! I want to make one now. it's called Night Curry. <laughs> oh, Richard, where they find you? At? Uh you can find me on here. Um, just goofing around, and uh, yeah, check us out on our Instagram, Comically Comics Podcast, and uh, our Gmail if you want to, you know, send us an email. See. Uh give us ideas for some future episodes you possibly want to hear. It is comically god uh comically pod oh uh, lord comically comics podcast at gmail.com.
0: I liked comically god podcast way better. <laughs> like why did we not do that? That's very that's very narcissistic. <laughs> King God Doom. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it fits, why not?
1: Uh, true. Doom toots as he pleases. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's from a comic. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, you can find me on Instagram and on YouTube and on eBay, 22 underscore comics. Thank y'all again for listening. Say goodbye, Jeremy.
2: Bye, Jeremy.
0: Bye. Bye, Jeremy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
2: Mm. Exactly. See?
0: I love American Christmases. The tree, the
2: presents, the super powered reindeer, Rudolph. Mm-hmm, they, he's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever eaten reindeer?